0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yo, this is Flip Gordon. CVV, Chris Fleet. This is Liam O'Rourke, author of Crazy Like a Fox.
1: Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle,
0: and you're
2: listening to Top Rope Nation. Oh, it's true. It's damn true.
0: Living! Oh, no. Oh
2: yeah.
0: I finished these fights. Give me
2: a hell yeah.
0: Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. What's going on wrestling fans? Episode 121 of Top Rope Nation. My name is Ryan Drosty. You can find my work at comicbook.com. And I am joined tonight by the return of mr justin joint fresh off injury reserve justin what's going on tonight
1: you know it's been a long time since i've done this i'm I'm just hoping i can remember how to uh podcast
0: i think you'll be fine i know the listeners have missed you good to have you (laughs) back uh kyle ross as he's actually at a concert as we speak right now unable to join us tonight but uh I think we got a pretty damn good replacement, if I do say so myself. You've heard him on Top Rope Nation before. He is a longtime supporter of this show. We had to call in a substitute host, and this was my number one choice. He's done a lot of wrestling podcasting in the past, and he's doing a whole new podcast recently, which I'll let him talk about here in just a minute. But down to Memphis, Tennessee, Derek Chappell, welcome back to Top Rope Nation thanks man my purpose here
2: today is to throw as many kyle isms as i can into this episode since he can't be here
0: (laughs) it's always a recipe for success it really is
2: it is is. oh ryan i love you with all
0: my heart and soul with that take (laughs) the the more kyle we can work in the better (laughs) but uh, i'm looking forward to it derek because later in the show kyle usually does our deep dive of the week but uh you will be picking that up this week, and you've got something picked out. Justin and I—we don't know what it is, so looking forward to hearing that at the end of the show.
2: Yeah, I picked out a good one. Um, it's going to have, of course, since you know I'm from the um, home of professional wrestling, Memphis, Tennessee. It's going to have uh, something to do with Memphis, though. That's the teaser I'll give right now.
0: Nice can't complain looking forward to it uh but tell us what have you been up to lately since our listeners last heard from you like i mentioned before you used to host the uh oversell podcast which was always in my rotation for wrestling shows uh but lately you're doing something else tell us about it yeah i just do a podcast um
2: through uh bucks nation website bucksnation.com part of the SB nation family and i uh Right now it's just a bunch of complaining about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play football. You know, when they win, we actually do get to talk positively about the team too. So it's not that I want to be negative about my team. It's just I have no choice because they're playing horrible football right now. You know I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you see did you see what um they're busting Mitch out for today? Um
0: God, I you can't want- even keep all the stories straight anymore. <laughs>
2: He wants all the TVs um, at the Bears facility turned off because, and I quote, uh, you've got too many people talking on TV about us and what they think about us, what we should do, what we are, and what we're not.
0: But they don't really know who we are, Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) Mitch, if you don't want to hear the negativity, don't go 12-4 and and uh, come back the next year and look like one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, jeez.
2: Yeah, but, you know, I feel your pain. It's been a long time suffering with being a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan.
0: Twelve I, years, no playoffs. At least you have a Super Bowl that you can actually remember. That you won, Super, at least, I, I should say. A, a Super Bowl I actually could watch on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had that one in '07, but they lost, and I was two when they won it the last time. So my Bears, they gave me so much hope last year. Was so pum- I haven't been this pumped for a Bears season in probably a decade. I can't remember a more disappointing year. Like, as far as where my expectations were so high, you know, right. just coming off of last year. They, they've certainly had worse teams, but, uh, I mean, I think it was rightfully that they had high expectations, but, uh, oh, man. We're getting, you know, we're getting sidetracked, but, man, my Bears yeah, have been very disappointing.
2: Yeah, you know, with that defense, too, it kind of reminded me of you just need an offense that's competent and not going to turn the ball over like the 2002 Buccaneers that won a Super Bowl.
0: Mm-hmm. But, but what do I know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, if you like pro wrestling... This is the show for you. Spread the word. Tell all your friends that like wrestling to give us a try. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. tunein pretty much wherever podcasts are found. If you're on Apple Podcasts specifically, especially if you're on your iPhone, it's real easy. Just scroll down to the bottom of the show page. Give us that sweet five stars. We, We would really appreciate it. Leave us a written review. We'll read it on the show. And if you want more content from us, go ahead, check out Patreon.com slash Top Rope Nation. I mentioned Derek is a member of the Top Rope Nation Patreon group where you get exclusive bonus podcasts from us like Top Rope Nation Classics and Top Rope Nation Extra. The only place you can get those podcasts is on our Patreon page. You also get access to our show notes each and every week to see what we're going off of, what the format sheet is. And uh, once in a while, uh, we send out free gifts in the mail. If you sign up, you'll get a free die cut sticker sent to you as well as a handwritten thank you note from us for joining that Patreon page. So thanks to Derek for his support, as well as Kyle, Tim, Forrest, Sean, Jake, Gabe, Carlo, Liam, and Ryan. Appreciate it. Uh, you guys really help us out when we go to uh, grow the show, invest in the show, invest in our equipment, invest in ads to get this show in front of more listeners each and every week. Couldn't do it without you. And uh, with that said, guys, I think it's time to hit up In the News. All the latest wrestling news. Get behind the scenes inside a info.
2: 1-900-909-9900. Go across the book, 49 per minute. Kids, get your parents' permission, but call right now.
0: So, in the news tonight, as we record, it is Wednesday night, AEW and WWE NXT just went off the air. I want to just kind of throw it around the horn here, you guys. I know you all were probably tuned in tonight. Uh, I don't know if you saw both shows. I had both of them going in my house, kind of watching back and forth. But just in general, what did you guys think of AEW or NXT, whichever one of them you saw tonight? Uh, Let's throw it to Derek first.
2: I watched AEW. Um, For those that don't know, we have a... 10 month baby in the house now so watching wrestling shows like that uh, exclusively has gotten kind of hard but tonight i made a point to not miss a moment of it Uh, i thought aew was a great show Um, top to bottom card was great everything they did was uh, a great build for full gear this weekend and that ending to aew with the chaos and was just so much fun to watch and it's really great to have refresh, refreshing wrestling content uh, at least one night a week. Now, I, I actually broke down and watched SmackDown last week since I heard there was going to be an NXT invasion, and I thought that was a lot of fun. But yeah, AEW tonight was solid up up and down the card. Uh, my new favorite gimmick now is Soul Train Jones. I don't know <laughs> if you guys saw that package.
0: Oh, yeah. But,
2: but old Soul Train Jones, man, that dude. I'm a fan of his. I've never seen that guy before.
0: <laughs> AKA Virgil, AKA Vincent. Yeah, making an appearance. That was, that was hilarious. The uh, the Jericho I, promo package.
2: That and the old lady busting out the S bomb.
0: <laughs> what did it say? She was like a friend of Chris Jericho's aunt or something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris Jericho's
0: aunt's church friend. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. Uh Justin, what did you watch tonight?
1: Uh well, I I missed the uh first 20 minutes of both shows and then uh, I, I flipped back and forth and um you know, I I actually I liked the uh some of the matches on NXT better. I, I thought Tony Nese and Angel Garza was really good. That one held my attention as well as the uh crap I I murder his name every time but uh, uh Dijakovic.
0: Oh, yeah, Dominic Dejikovic. uh, Yeah,
1: versus uh, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Mm -hmm. Um, That one was really good. Uh, But the highlight, I think, was the Cody Rhodes promo was just amazing
0: on AEW. So so good. So good. Hit the sweet spot there. You know, it wasn't too long, wasn't too short. He hit on everything he needed. The emotion was great. I thought the references he made were great. That, I, I put that out on Twitter. If that doesn't get you amped up for that title match on Saturday, I don't know what else was. That was a perfect, that's probably the best Cody Rhodes promo I have ever seen him give. Um, so, if you look across the industry right now, as far as your main event talent go, pretty tough to beat Cody Rhodes. I mean, he is hitting on all cylinders right now. And I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the uh, the uh, promo that they had for Chris Jericho. Like Derek said, that was hilarious. Um had a pretty good tag team match to, to see who would go on at uh, AEW Full Gear to join the Triple Threat tag team match. Um, we'll get to all that in a second here when we get to the Full Gear preview, but to, to give you a behind-the-scenes view of what was going on at the Drosty household tonight, Derek mentioned having a 10-month-old and that being uh, difficult. I was up and downstairs during these shows tonight. My uh, four-year-old daughter has plugged our toilet. And uh I don't know I don't know if she put Kleenex down in that or a toy got in there or what. I still do not have this clog out. I have been running up and downstairs trying to get this thing unplugged. Very stressed out. Trying to cool down with you guys and talk a little pro wrestling. But I was I was hitting pause constantly on the show. That's why it took me a couple minutes to get set up here when we went to record. And uh I did see most of I think the highlights from both shows. I had AW on the TV and I had um, NXT going on my laptop, and so I was kind of trying to watch them simultaneously. But uh, you guys haven't gotten to the potty training stage yet, so no, no, it's nope.
2: Stinky! It's just stinky diapers. That's just all it wait,
0: is just wait, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, potty training is way worse than changing diapers. Like oh, yeah. no contest. Uh, <laughs> we were like when we taught our, our oldest to use the potty, we just had her like running around the house without clothes on and when she would start to go, we would like run her to the toilet and sit her on it. Very messy. Very messy. <laughs> it worked though. She I mean she she learned pretty quickly. So <laughs> That's great. That's
2: great. That's great.
0: Yeah. But uh yeah, AEW <laughs> and NXT for a segue. These guys, they have not been pissing themselves lately. They've been putting oh. on great Television, And we've been doing a column over at comicbook.com where we kind of pick the winner each and every week. And it's usually really hard. Like, I, I always write my part of the column on Thursday morning, and I have a really tough time picking out a winner. I actually don't know who I'm going to pick this week yet. i, I got to kind of look back at it again, maybe rewatch some stuff. But uh, before this week, there's been five shows, and I think I've scored it three to NXT and two to AEW. Uh started out NXT that first NXT show that was like a takeover I mean that was I thought the best show opening night I was more excited to watch AEW but NXT was awesome Uh the next two weeks I felt like AEW won it had the better show and then the last two weeks I thought NXT was the better show but they're razor close I mean it's it's been really really tough so I mean just first reactions I know you guys didn't see all of both of them Justin you said maybe you were going back and forth a little bit Any. Any idea what you would pick as the show of the week?
1: Oh, man. I mean, like like I said, the, the highlight of the night was Cody Rhodes. I think mean, that was the best moment. Um, I really enjoyed the end of NXT, and for that matter, AEW was really good. Um, boy, yeah, th- this more than any other week, I think, is just it, it's neck and neck. I don't know if I could pick one.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like on the surface, the matches on NXT, maybe I was into a little bit more, um, but it's pretty cl- Both had really good main events. Cody it was a highlight. I did like the interaction with AJ and Balor, obviously, at the end. teasing the Bullet Club stuff on NXT. So, I don't know. If you guys want to see what I end up going with, check out comicbook.com. Uh, by the time you are listening to this, it's probably up, but... Uh, Derek, any any opinion on this? I know you said you, you watched AEW, but uh, I don't know if you glanced in at the NXT results at all.
2: No, I was getting in between. One thing I don't like that these companies are doing now is running um, uh, content during commercial breaks because that's when I can go let the dog out or go put the baby down to bed or something like that and not have to pause anything. But yeah, these freaking companies and their... Kind of want to keep the show going through commercials it's like okay give me a break here but uh yeah I didn't get to watch any NXT night I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow but the past few weeks of NXT television have been great and I think part of that for me is them featuring talents like Keith Lee and Matt riddle of course and undisputed era is just killing it and and Keith Lee in the undisputed era on um, the main roster shows. I think have been have come off as huge stars mm-hmm. in this past week. So it's been a, I think it's been a great week for anyone involved in NXT. Yeah, I,
1: I would throw Matt Riddle in there, too, for looking like a star this past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Pat McAfee looking like a star, too, with his cutoff jeans. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: He, was, he was. So he I guess did he go to Saudi Arabia? Was he a part of the Saudi Arabia show?
0: No, but he okay. did. He did Smackdown and then Game Day, right? In your neck of the woods the next morning. Yeah, he
2: was he was in downtown Memphis the next morning, so that's probably a hell of a flight schedule. Yeah. to get that done. But yeah, I'm really impressed with how they booked NXT through this whole Invasion Angle and Kyle a few weeks ago said that um, you know, he asked, "Where are the angles?" One thing I didn't like WWE doing was announcing um Smackdown versus Raw versus NXT. That could have been something like, you know, I know this whole invasion thing kind of happened last minute because it had to, because it had no other choice to do anything. Mm -hmm. But maybe you still didn't have to announce that that's going to be the um, selling point for your uh, Survivor Series pay-per-view just yet. So, you know, you do the invasion angle and then you say, well, I guess we have to pull them into Survivor Series. That's one complaint I've had recently.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, but the flip side of that is that, you know, now that they're on the USA network, uh, and they're, you know, their own brand, like Raw's brand and a brand, uh, that is why they get this Survivor Series spot and and that is why because but, yeah, because Raw and SmackDown they pulled them in to Survivor Series, that's why they attacked.
2: Yeah, I just don't like them announcing it beforehand and not and it could have been more of a surprise like the guys showing up and being and then being pulled into the pay per view, but right. announcing announcing it a few days beforehand kind of killed the moment for Survivor Series for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Didn't WWE like even before SmackDown started say on their website or Twitter or something that NXT was headed to the show?
2: That's what uh, did
0: they? Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. I you know I might I might be mixing it up because I had, like heard that on the news sites and we were writing about it over on the website, but I feel like they mentioned it or like alluded to it in some way. I could be wrong, but I kinda I kinda get what you're saying as far as like want it to be more spontaneous. Yes. So it, it'll be interesting though, because with that invasion and everything, uh it's definitely gonna spark some interest in what happened with NXT on Wednesday nights and uh when those ratings come out tomorrow, we know NXT has not defeated AEW in the ratings yet. So I'll be really interested to see if just with that main roster interaction that happens this week or not. So uh, both programs, the ratings have been down a little bit the last couple of weeks, but they were going up against the World Series, I think, the last two weeks. So um, kind of back to a normal Wednesday night now, and and we'll see what happens. But we mentioned the the SmackDown show, and uh, I think we would all agree it was an awesome show, regardless if it was spontaneous or not. Raw, I felt, was kind of a letdown. As raw often is, but SmackDown, just SmackDown with the the interactions, and then we actually had more of like the intra-brand matches on that show. It just felt like a bigger deal. Mm. I thought the Cole Bryan match was way oh. way better than the Cole Rollins match. Did you guys oh. concur on that, Derek?
2: Such a great match.
0: Yeah, yeah. God,
2: those two guys are just awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, what did you think of those two matches? Yeah, they were good. Did you prefer one over the other, Cole Bryan or Cole Rollins? Oh, probably Cole Bryan. Yeah, I thought I thought it was quite a bit. I put the I put the poll out on our Twitter page at Top Rope Nation, and uh, yeah, overwhelmingly people picked the SmackDown match with Bryan. But SmackDown just felt like I don't know. Since that first show on Fox, SmackDown has just been in a rut, and it was just a lot more lively. It was fun to watch. I really enjoyed that show. But everyone's talking about the Saudi Arabia controversy. We still have no idea. What the true story is, WWE is sticking by the fact that it was just plane troubles, which seems well. Before I get into it, let me just throw it around the horn. Do you guys buy the explanation that it was solely mechanical problems, Justin? Do you think that that what WWE has said, do you think that is the case? Um, I,
1: I, it wouldn't shock me either way. I mean, I, I don't know, I, I'm trying not to put a whole lot of stock into a lot of the rumors we've been hearing. Obviously, you know, all the mechanical stuff is coming from uh, quote unquote company men. Um, yeah, I mean, I I could certainly see that having happened, like that that's legit, that that was part of it. And then with apparently like the cruise shift ending, I mean, that's weird, but I'm possible.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Derek, what do you make of all this?
2: Uh, I don't believe one bit of what company men are saying. Not one bit. <laughs> this is, I mean, you know, it's this is almost as bad as them covering up Jimmy Snuka killing his wife. Ooh. You know, I went there. Yeah, I did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: I, I just don't. I, there's just something weird about it. You know, some guys got out. There are other chartered planes that are available, but they didn't want to put them on or something like that. I think I read that somewhere. And it's just a very strange situation. And you got Rusev on Twitter, you know, asking for prayers and he did when you got that kind of stuff going on. And then I don't know. I I don't believe WWE one bit.
0: Carl Anderson's wife. I mean, she said, you're not going back basically (laughs) on Twitter, responding to one of his tweets, uh, how how worried the family was and everything. Um, Yeah. It's such a bizarre situation. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to point out root. Rusev is a notorious troll on Twitter too.
2: Though. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I took that into uh,
0: consideration, but
2: I don't know. It didn't seem like a a lot of those guys were in
0: situations to make troll jokes or anything like that over there. Someone tweet I can't remember who it was. Someone tweeted never again. Um, um
1: uh, Buddy Murphy.
0: That's right. So. There's a whole lot of smoke here for me to think there's no fire. I mean, I don't doubt that maybe plane troubles was part of it, but to be stranded there 24 hours when you are this billion-dollar company and you're dealing with the Saudi government that has a lot of money, you're telling me we couldn't get another plane for 24 hours. It just doesn't – that does not add up to me at all. all. Right. So I think eventually more of the story will leak out You know, probably as people leave the company. Um, but right now, it just seems like you wouldn't have this many people speaking out and uh, venting their frustrations to journalists and venting their frustrations on Twitter if there wasn't something a little more to it. Um, there's been a lot of talk about wrestlers organizing again. We know wrestlers have no union. If they had a union, they could you know, refuse maybe to do shows like this without any repercussions. Justin, we were talking about this in our text thread the other day, how... Some people have refused to work these shows, no you know, notably John Cena, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan. Um, but most of those guys, they've got a little more leverage than someone like a buddy Murphy, you know, to, to say no. And without union representation, it's pretty tough to not do it. Now we know these people are paid handsomely to do these shows, but to go halfway around the world when you don't feel safe. I don't know if any amount of dollars will cover that. So, uh, and
1: and that's you would have to think now. You know, like you said, a lot of these guys they just don't have the leverage to say no. After this this instant incident, you would think uh, WWE would have you know give them a little bit more leeway on maybe saying no.
0: But then WWE goes out and they announce a new agreement through twenty (laughs) twenty seven. It's just like I could not believe it when I read it. Like, are you kidding me? Well,
1: and see in that that. And that makes me think that, you know, maybe there's not all that much to it. I mean, why do you announce that right now if, you know, there really was like a scary situation
2: going on? Mm -hmm. Because Vince got some money.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I don't I don't think let me just say this. I don't think that like anyone's life was in danger or that they really were like being held hostage. No. But I do think that it's quite possible that the government over there was playing games with them a little bit. Like, you know, they had SmackDown, their most watched show coming up. It's screwed with their production on that. There was maybe some kind of argument between Vince and the government. There's been stories on that about the Crown Jewel feed being cut and stuff. And we know it what, like the feed did go out. There was tweets from people in Saudi Arabia about it, you know, time stamped mm-hmm. when that was airing. Um, so I... I don't think like yeah I don't think it was a like life or death situation but maybe just like a power play uh but if you're a wrestler you know caught in the middle of that you don't really know what to think and I do think maybe on their part there was warranted fear you're talking about a country that killed an American journalist you know an American citizen uh, who had roots in that area but uh definitely reason for fear we've been we've been very vocal on this podcast in the past about how we don't support these shows a lot of wrestling fans don't support the shows in fact i haven't watched a single one of them just on principle because i have a problem with them dealing with that government due to their human rights you know track record and i think justin you probably feel the same way on that correct so i i I don't doubt there was fear but i don't think anyone's life was probably in jeopardy i think that might be a reach, but something's going on, and uh, it's it's an interesting story, and it's an unfortunate situation for the performers
1: um just kind of off subject, I just wanted to throw in here like uh i you know I haven't been on the podcast for quite a while and been sick for like a week now and been kind of down, but luckily, before you know kind of take people behind the scenes uh before we started recording the show. Ryan gave me and Derek a little kind of a rah-rah pep talk to, you know, oh, yeah. get, us, get us back in the, the right mindset.
2: You know, and he told us not to share dumb shit on social media. Um, <laughs> there is an independent wrestler, Ryan, and I think it, he would be a great interview for your show because he talks a lot about how wrestlers need to unionize. And we actually saw him wrestle when we were down in uh, WrestleMania weekend last year, David Starr. Go find him on Twitter and see what he has to say about wrestlers unions and how they need to unionize. And I think if you could get a hold of him, he came on our podcast years ago. So I think he'd be gracious to uh, to do it and would love to come on and uh, share his opinions about why wrestlers need a union.
0: I actually, yeah, I actually retweeted him the other day. I didn't even know he was on Oversell podcast with you guys. So I think I'll definitely reach out to him. That would be a fun interview. Yeah,
2: and I think it would be great exposure for him to try to get more of his message out. I think you guys got a great audience, and it would be perfect for y'all.
0: Yeah, sounds good. We'll reach out to him. Uh, Justin, as far as your comments go, I think you're a vindictive SOB, or you're just trying to mislead (laughs) people or something, because there was no rah-rah speech. I want a retraction right now. (laughs) That's been the other thing, is the Seth Rollins-Dave Meltzer feud. and Yeah, Meltzer Uh retracted his report, which you don't see too often from Dave, so... Good on him for uh for doing that. Now I don't think Dave like would knowingly make up anything, you know, that would leave him open to lawsuits and stuff. So obviously somebody told him that. Um mm-hmm. so, you know, he got some bad information or whatever, but uh maybe it was, it was Brad Shepard's source that told him that. <laughs> Yeah, quote-unquote source. Uh, <laughs> which
2: which was really Matt Coon tricking Brad Shepard to trick Meltzer. Matt Coon is the devious man oh, behind it all.
0: Oh, man. Uh, speaking of devious, what do you guys make of Corey Graves? I think you kind of touched on that there, Justin, with your comments and not putting stuff out on social media. Corey Graves, pretty outspoken about uh, the wrestlers in the locker room getting their thoughts out there on this whole situation. Corey has the... Uh, the new WWE-sponsored podcast. Uh, disappointed in him. You understand why he would say something like that. Derek, what did you make of uh, Corey Graves putting that out there? to be honest. kind of missed this story. What all did he say? Can you sum it up yeah, for me? Yeah, let me pull up his comments we got him here in. So Graves says, quote, so they de everybody. At some point, there were some people from management who came around and said, hey, if we can get a group of you guys to SmackDown, would you be willing to do it? This is where it comes down to being a professional. We wanted to do it, Graves explained. He said, so the report, we've been given uh, the sort of nickname, the Saudi 20. Depending on who you ask, it was the 20 most important people in the company or the 20 most important people on the plane. That wasn't the case. What it boiled down to was the people that were advertised for Friday night SmackDown on Fox. Your King Corbins, Roman Reigns, The Revival, New Day. Guys that had advertised matches that did not want to let anybody down, including ourselves. He said it had nothing to do with who was more important or who had the most uh, cachet. He added, uh, and then he goes on to say, It sucks, no two ways about it, but all these conspiracy theories that have been drawn up, and half of it comes from some of the boys that were on the plane. If you are that insecure and you feel so strongly that you're going to get on Twitter... And complain because our flight got screwed up for whatever the reason would be. What's Twitter going to do? All it is is fuel for these journalists, so to speak. And then it gets on the internet and everyone puts their two cents in and starts coming up with your conspiracy theories. And if you're mad that your flight got delayed and you weren't one of the Saudi 20, you weren't important enough to get on the jet, that's on you. Quit crying about it on Twitter. You're a WWE superstar. This happens. This is part of our life. We all have travel woos. We all have travel issues. End quote.
2: You smell that? It smells like bullshit to me. <laughs> come on, I, I don't like that one bit. Um, that's towing the company line, bullcrap to me. And, and I, I, I've n- I've never really been a, a Corey Graves guy. I always sided more with CM Punk on you know in that. Uh, rivalry, I guess. After CM Punk left the company, and yeah, that just seems like you know, I don't know. It just seems too rah rah to WWE company man
0: for me. Mm-hmm. Justin, what do you make of it? it? I mean,
1: it's just who's telling the truth, who isn't, who's exaggerating, who's working. Um, I don't like. I I certainly think it could be the truth, but I don't. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So he's advertised this podcast as uh like you're going to get the true story, you know, unscripted, all this stuff. Um you go to the podcast page. It's obviously produced by WWE. In fact, WWE is the author of it. It's the official podcast of WWE. No matter what you want to believe, it's it's all going through the company. It's not going to be that uncensored. Um and so yeah, he I do think he is Touting the company line here for sure. Um yeah. I'm sure he'll, he'll speak his opinion on stuff. It's not like going to be completely scripted or anything like that. But uh if you think you're going to get like an independent podcast for what is being advertised <laughs> as the official WWE podcast, you're not going to get that guys. And you know, I'm sure his, I'm sure his podcast is doing mega downloads just because it's put out by WWE. That makes it a lot tougher for people like us to get our show out there. So if you want honest wrestling talk, guys, support your independent podcasts that are well put I, together. You know, spread the word because if you get corporations involved in the podcast world such as this, it's just like another barrier for people like Justin, Kyle, Derek, myself to to get in front of listeners. You know, people only have so much time in the day. So um I think Corey Graves is is a good podcast host, but uh it is it's it's being filtered through WWE, no matter how you cut it. Yeah, I'm
2: hoping he's going to interview Vince McMahon about the whole um, steroid stuff back in the 80s and 90s. That'd be, you know, let's come on, Corey Graves. Let's push some buttons. Let's have some provocative interviews.
0: <laughs> so there's been uh, two episodes so far, and this one was titled Silence Your Twitter Fingers. I mean, yeah, he's firing shots at the locker room. So it it breeds a situation where when some of those people leave the company, such as a John Moxley, you know, where he laid it all out there when he left. The story's going to get out eventually, and uh, we'll see what we hear down the line. So uh, that said, I think it's time to transition to the main topic of the night, and that is AW Full Gear. So AW, yeah. Full AEW Full Gear comes at us uh, this Saturday night. It's in Baltimore, Maryland, a legendary city for pro wrestling. Go back to your days of the Great American Bash, a hot NWA territory city. And uh, pretty good card. What would you guys say your anticipation level is for this show versus, I guess, the past? They've had two pay-per-view shows officially um, in the past. Derek, where, where are you at excitement-wise for this show?
2: Uh, About, I'd say seven, eight. Uh, especially after this week's episode, um, the ending to AEW this week I really got me excited for the show. Just seeing all the fighting break loose, and one moment I really liked was um, Kenny Omega and Dean—almost uh, said Dean uh, Ambrose, John Moxley—taking out uh, LAX, and then looking at each other. And Kenny's like, "All right, it's our turn. Let's go!" And they just start fighting and fighting off into the back and. I don't know, that, the ending of uh, AEW Tonight Television and the year of our Lord, 2019, November 6th, as Kyle would say, just got me really excited for Full Gear. <laughs>
0: nice. Justin?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm probably right around the same area of a 7. Um, I think for me, the big thing was, uh, obviously the Cody promo was good, but also the fact that they made it... Uh, the stipulation where if he loses, he can never challenge for the title again. Because before that, I was 100%. I mean, there's no way they take the title off of Chris Jericho. So that added a, a lot of intrigue uh, mm. for me. And, I, and I'm excited to see what Moxley and Omega pull off too. Out, but, you know, outside of those two matches, um, the rest of it's just kind of meh.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the tag title match will be pretty sweet. Uh, you got SoCal Uncensored against the Lucha Brothers, who I've been pretty vocal. I love the Lucha Brothers. Uh, And then Private Party. Now, the match on Dynamite tonight was for that last spot in the match. So you had uh, the Dark Order taking on Private Party. I thought it was was pretty obvious Private Party would win that. I mean, that's the right decision. Dark Order hasn't really taken off with AEW. So you put those three teams together, that could be a hell of a match. Um, And so... We'll see, but we're going to run through the card here. I would say my excitement level, too, right about the 7 or 8. I think it has potential to be a really, really good show, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, let's just start right away with one of the matches they built up on the show tonight, and that's the Joey Janela-Sean Spears match. Now, I think Sean Spears, the former Ty Dillinger, has really struggled to get a foothold in AEW. I I don't feel the excitement with him. What do you think about this one, Justin?
1: Yeah, I actually I flipped over to uh, NXT during his segment tonight, so I, I don't really know what the story is here. Um, uh, Joey Janela's—he's all right with me. So yeah, I mean, this is one of those meh matches.
0: Yeah, it feels like Janelle has had higher highs so far, easily in AEW versus Spears. Uh, would you concur, Derek? Yeah, you know, I was watching his match night. One thing that really stuck out to me
2: is um, he threw Brandon Cutler into a corner and then looked at him and flashed the ten. And if you're really trying to separate uh, Sean Spears from Ty Dellinger, that's some of the stuff you have to knock out. And I just did not like it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Kyle's been very vocal on the show in the past that he he wasn't a believer in Sean Spears as someone who could make a difference in AEW. I think we all think he's a talented wrestler, but it's you know, everyone's a talented wrestler these days <laughs> and it's like, you yeah. got to stand out somehow,
2: you know, and uh, Cody, you can look back at Cody Rhodes and when he first left the Dota B and went to um, new Japan pro wrestling, you could see in the style, he had to still work on adjusting his style to working outside of the Dota B. So I won't say it's like completely over for Sean Spears, but there's a couple of things he has to free himself up from
0: mm-hmm. in
2: order to get going.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, I agree 100%. You got him out there, a Tully Blanchard, you know, a legend in pro wrestling, and he's still just not really popping the crowd at all when he comes out. I think the crowd's way more into Janela. Um, so when you when you pick a winner for this match, you got to kind of think behind the scenes. Like, what... What is AEW's plans for these guys? Do they still think Sean Spears is going to be a difference maker down the line? Do they think Janela could do bigger things? Right now, if I'm looking at this, I I see Janela as the guy with the higher ceiling, personally. Um, so I, I would probably have Janela win. I'm not sure that that's going to happen, though. Um, what do you think, Derek?
2: I think Sean Spears is going to get the win.
0: Yeah. Justin? Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, him... Having Tully Blanchard in his <laughs> corner, I think, uh, sways it for me. Mm-hmm.
0: I would agree. All right, so the uh, the tag team match that uh, I was just mentioning a minute ago, the Triple Threat, so SoCal Uncensored, they won the inaugural tournament to crown the first tag team champions. They're taking on Lucha Bros, Pentagon, and Phoenix, and then uh, Private Party. So, I think it's you, you can't do a title change here i'm not a fan of of switching the titles really quickly i was a little surprised that scu won the titles i i thought lucha bros were going to win the titles and uh, lucha bros are my favorite tag team in the company right now but uh i i think you got to keep it on scu what do you think Derek? christopher daniels comes back and helps scu keep their titles yeah yep justin
1: uh yeah Derek just answered it for me
0: all right um adam page now here's another guy who struggled a little bit don't you guys think adam page needs uh, new entrance music and a better titantron i
1: actually don't mind his music it's it's a it's a pinch generic if they can just juice it up a little bit uh, i think it'd be a okay
0: mm-hmm. but mean, i there?
1: agree on the, i agree on the titantron
2: yeah i don't have a problem with either one because i'm actually looking at adam page when he comes in i don't know i don't it doesn't
0: bug me at all. So I bring this up because I thought with Kenny Omega like through the early days of AEW throughout the summer his entrance just wasn't cutting it. It didn't seem yeah. to get like the crowd hype and they fixed that like they cue the music differently now they changed his entrance video and, and now the crowd gets jacked when he comes out. I I just feel like Page, this is a guy they put in their first ever world title match, and he just really hasn't connected with the crowd yet. And it's a little piece of the puzzle. It's probably not the most important thing, but uh, my my friend Tim, supporter of the show, he mentioned. And speaking of this, because we talked about video game history last week on the show, by the way, if you didn't hear it, check it out in the archives. Really fun show, good show. Um, but uh, he told me. <laughs> Page's entrance reminds him of like WWF No Mercy on N sixty four, where like the Titantron would be like what would be a gift today of like you know three pictures kind of flashing back and forth, and it does kind of look like that in the entrances on the N sixty four back in the day. You just got that horse moving, and that's about it. I think it's just super, super plain. But uh, they they could fix that. They could do something a little better for him.
2: There was a video game you guys omitted or didn't talk about that I think should have been talked about as like a honorable mention type pick while I'm thinking about it. WWE All-Stars on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3.
0: I did see, so when I was researching for the show, I did see some people have that on their list. I just never really played that one.
2: Oh, man, it was so much fun. It was like playing with your action figures and as a video game as a kid.
0: Just kind of arcadey, kind of arcadey, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, very arcadey, but all the characters look like action figures.
0: Okay. So. Maybe worth checking out then. Nice. Um, right. Sorry to. No, that's fine. That's fine. It was a fun show. I love talking video yeah. games and, and pro wrestling video games, especially. So I had a lot of fun on that show. Uh, my buddy Okadrian, I thought, was a good guest, and he knows his wrestling, so check him out on Twitch. But uh, yeah, Adam <clears> Page <throat> taking on Pac should be a good show. And uh, by the way, now we know it is Pac, Justin. Can't call him Pac anymore uh this one i don't know kind of tough and there's nothing really on the line here kind of tough to uh to make a call here justin what are you thinking here it feels like
1: they're building up a lot of momentum for uh pack god that's going to be like jiff and gif where <laughs> supposedly the right answer is
0: jiff i've but heard pack so many GIF. times on tv and i still want to say pack when i look at it in text yeah. form yeah
1: um, but no, you know, like, uh, Pac's had a lot of big wins, you know, he'd beat Kenny Omega and, mm-hmm. um, and, and they can tell the story of Adam page just kind of continuing to be up and down. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with pack. I think he kind of keep building him up for, uh, something bigger in the future.
0: Yeah. Okay. Derek, Derek.
2: Uh, yeah, I want to go with pack for everything that Justin just said. And i I do like the story of, um, setting up Adam page to be uh, overcoming the odds that he has not done yet
0: yeah yeah you guys swayed me I'll go with pack as well. Um, all right we've got uh, this one is actually advertised for the pre-show. it's the only one advertised for the pre-show so I should have probably started this one uh, B Priestley and Britt Baker all right so we know Britt Baker is kind of been the one that everyone expected to rise to the top of the women's division. Uh, hasn't happened yet. She's obviously not the champion, but eventually probably will be. Um, for that reason, I'm going to go with Britt Baker here. Derek?
2: Britt Baker. Yeah. That's a pretty easy call for me. Yeah.
0: Um. So
1: I haven't really seen anything about it, but is it true that she is a dentist in real life? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I think I did hear that somewhere.
1: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the teeth puller. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't that be the ultimate work if it was all fake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> got to go with Britt Baker. Got to go with Britt Baker. All right. Um, so we'll stick with the women here. So we've got the uh, Women's World Championship match with Rio defending the title against Emi Sakura. Uh, I'm not going with Rio losing the title just yet. No way. Derek. Derek.
2: Same thing. Uh, I think it'll be an entertaining match. I actually really like Amy Sakura. I think she's very entertaining with with her antics mm-hmm. in the ring. Um, but it's not the you keep make that title look strong. Keep it on one person for a good bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Of of all the titles being defended, I, I think this is by far and away the least likely to change hands. Where, where I think all of them are unlikely unlikely to change hands. This is by far the least.
2: Yeah. Overall, do you guys think that AEW needs more work with their women's division? Because I think NXT has the stronger women's division right now.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, no contest. I think yeah, the AEW women's division has a ways to go for sure. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I mean, losing Kylie Ray didn't help either. I know that's a whole right. other story, but uh, and,
2: well, they have um, what's her, her name was Cherry Bomb on the Indies, and then she was in Alley. Ali Impact, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she uh, she's yet to debut in AEW, right? I know she's done some commentary, but we haven't seen her in the ring yet.
0: Yeah, she was on. uh, I think she was on AEW Dark last week, wasn't she? Okay. Yeah, she's Uh, wrestled a couple times, but not really in in featured spots. Yeah, she hasn't. I don't think she's she hasn't wrestled on TV yet for sure. She did uh, broadcasting on some of the early shows, and I think trying to look up her match history here she definitely wrestled in the summer and i think like just this last week on aew dark she was on there
2: i mean it's crazy to say this but impact i think has a better women's division than aew right now too
0: oh yeah 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 i would agree (laughs) i would definitely agree with that you got Tennille dashwood over there right you got jordan uh, grace over there yes
2: that's my favorite women's wrestler right now that girl is awesome
0: Tessa Blanchard. The other yes. Blanchard. <laughs> the other Blanchard you may know of, yes. So yeah. Yeah, she was uh let's see. She wrestled Allie wrestled at Fighter Fest. That's right. And uh and at Fight for the Fallen. She was in the Casino Battle Royale at All Out, and then like I said, I think she was on AEW Dark last week. So yeah, not has not broken through on Dynamite yet, though. Right. So yeah, that's someone that they could use a little bit more for sure. Um all right, rest of the card. So then we this is where we get to the meat of the card, the young bucks taking on Santana and Ortiz. I think when you look at this, you got to kind of factor in what you think's going to happen in the uh, the title match for sure cuz you probably you don't want Inner Circle maybe walking away with too many losses here. So Maybe we should we should couple this with the main event. Let's go to Moxley and Omega first. So this one has been built up since last May. I mean, this has been a, a match that they've been they've been interacting for a long, long time. Um, Omega, you know, through the summer he he wasn't really winning, and so it's tough to kind of call here because. You want to give Omega another high-profile loss? Moxley, though everyone knows Moxley's a star. Uh, I feel like I want to go with Omega, Justin.
1: Um, I, I, it is a tough call. I, I lean towards Moxley because, you know, as they kind of showed in uh, the the other part of. Dynamite that was fantastic that I'd kind of slipped my mind was the promo package for this match where it kind of dipped into Moxley's pass as, you know, a hardcore wrestler.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So being that this match is probably a little bit more in his wheelhouse, um, it'll be an easy way for Kenny to have an excuse for losing it and, you know, build to a future match. You know, maybe they have like a chain wrestling match, uh, you know, later on, kind of like how Kenny mocked him for in that Mm -hmm. promo.
0: Was that CZ, CZW footage they had in there? I Could, think so. It looked like it. Yeah. You make a good point with it being a non-sanctioned match and everything. Derek?
2: So this may be a hot take. Uh, but since AE, the inception of AE, Kenny Omega kind of has been underwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't. he's not having these high-profile matches like he's had in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I don't know if they're waiting, you know, when they need more stars to pick him up or not. And with that being said, yeah, I think John Moxley's going to get the win. Okay. It just, Kenny Omega, I love Kenny Omega. You know, we saw him wrestle Cody at Ring of Honor uh, last year, Supercard of Honor. Uh, and, you know, he's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now. But as far as his run in AEW goes right now, it's just been kind of, yeah. It's so, cool to see him on TV every week.
1: Is, is it is it his storyline or do you feel like his matches have been kind of under uh under uh the de- uh Jesus. What delivering, jeez.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's his matches. I you know, we I, when I watch a Kenny Omega match, I think I have a really high expectation for him because we know what he can do at his best.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, I I think that's kind of why I wanted to pick him is because he has been underwhelming for sure. And I I just kind of wonder for the more general audience that's maybe not as familiar with him, do you want him eating a loss here where they already buy... Like, regardless if Moxley loses, everybody knows him from WWE. You know, he's a star. But uh, you guys are kind of swaying me here, you know, just with the unsanctioned stuff. And, Justin, you made a great point with the the footage they showed in the build-up video tonight. So... I think I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to go with John Moxley. I think that's that's a pretty solid pick. So we look at the we look at the world title match with Jericho and Cody. Cody, of course, as he said tonight, he's uh he will never challenge for this title again if he loses. And then you got the Young Bucks taking on Santana and Ortiz. So both matches involving the inner circle here. Uh whew. let's start with a tag team match. Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. Uh, I think here I'm gonna take the bucks, Derek.
2: I'm gonna take Santana and Ortiz. Um, the bucks, I don't think get hurt with a loss here. and it lifts up Santana and Ortiz and also kind of like makes the inner circle look like a dominant
0: faction. Mm-hmm. true, okay, Justin
1: i I agree with you that it you know it'd be smart for them to keep booking. Inner circle is, you know, a strong faction, but but hasn't the I mean the Young Bucks have kind of been losing more than any of the top guys.
0: It feels like they? it. It feels like it feels yeah, like, yep, so.
1: yep. And, and honestly, I don't think it, you know means that this match isn't for a title or really for anything in particular other than just the feud. I don't think it really hurts Santana and Ortiz all that much to to lose to the Young Bucks, especially you know they need to start building the young bucks back up at some point, And, uh, I say now,
2: mm-hmm. well, is now, does Sammy Guarva have a match on this card at all?
0: No, not yet. I wouldn't be surprised if they add something though, like last minute
2: or Jake Hager. He, I don't, I know he doesn't have a match lined up yet. Right. He'll probably, he's going to be, be involved in the main event. I could see Sammy getting involved in this match, you know, helping Santana and Ortiz get a win too.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at their history here with the Bucks, and they've got some wins, like in six man tags and stuff. Of course, the the big one that stands out is them losing to Private Party in what was a great, great match. That was the second edition of AEW Dynamite, first round of the of the uh, tag title tournament. So, yeah, it, it does feel like they've they haven't won much of late. Um, they lost to, they lost to Jericho Ortiz and Santana on the first episode of Dynamite. Um. They lost at AEW All Out, the last pay-per-view the Bucks did. So they have been on the losing end a lot. So I don't know. I think this could easily go either way. This is a pretty tough card to predict, to be honest. But I'll I'll go with the Young Bucks. That'll be my pick. So if I'm wrong, go ahead and assault me on Twitter all you want. (laughs) Uh, All right. That's the main event. Coming up now is Jericho and Cody. So... If Cody loses here, what's your out? Because you know eventually he's got to be AEW World Champion, right? Justin.
1: Oh yeah, I think there's you know, it's pro wrestling. There's a thousand ways they can go about it, you know, that it can be something where down the road Cody harasses a world champion enough that the champion demands that they have a yeah. match for the title. I don't the give the a title. damn
0: what happened back then. You're you're facing me, yeah. Yeah. And there can
1: easily be some shenanigans in this match. It's just, for me, it just feels too early to take it off Jericho. He's got, uh, regardless of, you know, his douchebaggery outside of the ring.
0: (laughs) Are you referring to his podcast guest, Justin Joy? (laughs) I
1: I don't even know. I didn't know he had a podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me check our text message history and get back to you on that one. (laughs)
1: That that podcast died. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I don't know. There, there, I think there's so many ways they could go about, you know, having Jericho win without making Cody look bad. You know, Derek mentioned, you know, Sammy and uh, Jake are, you know, around without matches. And, you know, you always have, you know, the MJF twist, you know, waiting right there, too, that they can do something with. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And real quick, the other thing is, like, do you really want to have like your first two champions for AEW kind of be the WWE guys? I mean, it just feels like you know you're going to want to, you know, either you know an independent wrestler or somebody who you know isn't so closely tied their history to the WWE to be the top guy.
0: True. But isn't it mind blowing when you think back how badly WWE dropped the ball with Cody? It's like, oh yeah. That's, this guy is one of their worst so good. Yeah, but, he's so good.
2: And he made everything he did work in WWE. Like, either it was dashing Cody Rhodes or then the I'm a freak, Rey Mysterio broke my nose, I have to wear this mask, Cody Rhodes, and I give paper bags out to everyone. And then the mustache, you know, and then he did the tag team with Damian Sandow. Everything he did in WWE worked, and yet he's still not with the company anymore. It's just
0: hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who do you got, Derek?
2: Uh, Chris Jericho. One, because I'm a huge Jericho fan, even, yes, still after the famous podcast this week. To his credit, though, he said he's nonpartisan, so he'll have anyone on. He doesn't <laughs> care who. Oh,
1: also, you'll defend his Twitter, but not the WWE <laughs> guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've always been a Jericho fan, but I'm with you. the main reason I'm saying it, it's too early to take the title. Off of him, especially when he's such a great heel holding it and he's making everything work, just like he's done all over his career. Um, And then, you know, there's also a chance for some side stories to happen, like does MJF, who I think is actually a real heel, actually finally become a true heel in AEW and turn on Cody and help and join Inner Circle or something like that to help get the win? For Jericho I mean you have chances for that like happening you know Sammy Guarva is going to get involved you know Jake Hager is going to get involved and it's it may end up being a huge smudge finish to where you know Cody has the out of well I didn't actually lose the match it was a no contest or something like that
0: mm-hmm. yeah I think I think for sure it's going to involve outside interference with all those guys that don't have matches on this card um, you, do, you do have a situation where you know all out close with Jericho as champion Heel champion. Here we have our, our next pay-per-view a few months later. Jericho closes still the champion. Uh no, no no title changes on this card, then we would be predicting. Jericho retaining. We've got the tag champions retaining across the board, the women's champion retaining. So you know, you are asking fans to to shell out fifty dollars for a pay-per-view and to not see any title changes. That being said, I'm going with Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the light
2: see at the end of the pay-per-view the lights are going to go and there's going to be one person standing in the ring when they come back on Orange Cassidy is going to make his claim to take on Jericho for the world heavyweight championship in <laughs> AEW.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that one but
2: uh... no I, I, Orange Cassidy to me is like right now is one of the greatest things in wrestling because One, he pisses off Jim Cornette, which makes me happy. Um, And two, it's just fun. You know, I like not everything has to be so serious. And that goes for professional wrestling, too. There's all right for just a little bit of comedy and wrestling. And these old farts that think, oh, this dude's killing the business. Him and Joey Ryan are killing the business. Blah, 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 blah. It's just stupid. You know, it's okay to not all movies are, you know, Serious dramas. Not all movies have to be a John Wayne uh, western. You know, there's all right. There's comedy westerns like Blazing Saddles and stuff like that. I'm sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but I just had to get that off my head. I love Orange Cassidy. I love Joey Ryan, and I love seeing that kind of stuff in pro wrestling because it's a break from something that seems to be. It needs to be so serious.
0: Yeah, Derek. I love when you go after Jim Cornette on Twitter. By the way, whenever that that pops up on my feed, I love it.
2: that dude is a hypocrite hypocrite. He did. Okay. uh, Let me, I'll just do this and I'll get off my soapbox. He his big thing is Joey Ryan killing the wrestling business because of the dick flip, right? Well, he had no problem pulling his out at a, at his one man show to pee on a a cutout of Jim Russo. That is a (laughs) hypocrite to me. And I, I just, I wish that guy would go away. And then he's going to say stuff like, Oh, look at me interviewing all these guys on NWA power. Blah, blah, blah. I'm the shortest guy in the room. I'm not towering over these vanilla midgets. Blah, blah, blah. Just <laughs> shut up and go away.
0: Tell us how you really feel.
2: Just shut up and go away. That's <laughs> all he needs to do. Is just shut up and go away. Uh, I'm a I'm a southern wrestling guy, and I can't stand Jim Cornette mainly because he's stuck in the past and refuses to evolve into what wrestling is today. When you know, he wants to defend an era where the locker rooms are full of Coked up wife beaters, you know, that were just bad people. And in today's locker room, you don't have that kind of toxic environment. Yeah, let's go back to that. You go away. Yeah.
0: He was, he was pretty uh, complimentary of Cody tonight, though. I was a little surprised when I saw that tweet come across. I,
2: I saw that. I was too. And I'm sure five seconds later, you know, he saw Orange Cassidy come to the ring and he's like, Oh, you stupid, bring you big, you
0: big, you big. <laughs> Most likely. Most likely. <laughs> All right. So that's the card. That's aw Full Gear. You can get it on Ble- Bleacher Report Live this Saturday night on pay per view. We'll see how our picks fare. Guys, uh this is usually where we go to the Kyle Ross I Love the Sport Deep Dive of the Week, but obviously Kyle's not here tonight. So Derek Chappelle stepped up to the plate. He's ready to give it a hand. So, uh, it's time for the Derek Chopel I Love This Sport Deep Dive of the Week. Take it away, Derek. We're going back to April
2: twenty-seventh, nineteen eighty-seven. It is the Mid South Coliseum. Eight to thirteen thousand people in attendance to see Jerry Lawler take on Austin Idol in a hair versus hair match. Now, Lawler was the biggest thing in Memphis professional wrestling. Throughout the 70s, throughout the 80s, the 90s. But pretty much, as long as wrestling's been a big part of Memphis, Jerry Lawler's been the guy. And for him to put his hair on a line in a cage match. Now, this cage was very cool. It was kind of like Hell in Excel, except it didn't have a top on it. So I think you could still escape. Um, And Jerry Lawler, spoiler alert, ends up losing this match. Tommy Wildfire Rich hides from underneath the ring and uh, comes out, helps Austin Idol win. And him, Austin Idol, Tommy Wildfire Rich, and a very young Paul Heyman commence to shave the head of one Jerry the King Lawler right in the middle of the ring. And they're antagonizing the crowd. Austin Idol's in the ring flexing while they cut off all Lawler's hair. And Lawler's such a hometown hero that fans were being pulled off this cage because they're crawling in trying to get to jerry lawler's to stop this from happening and police are actually pulling there's a couple of times you can see in the video police are pulling them off the cage to keep them from going into it it's it's just fantastic and it's memphis wrestling at its best
0: so where can they find this one youtube
2: yeah just look up you could look up jerry lawler hair match it should be the first one it's jerry lawler versus austin idol hair versus hair still cage match
0: very nice. Uh,
2: and I may have been at that show. I was only six at the time, but I don't think my dad hesitated in taking us to a wrestling show if he wanted to go. But I, if I did, I can't remember
0: it. Yeah, I was going to ask you. That was my next question. If you ever went to the show at the Mid South Coliseum?
2: Oh, oh yeah. My dad would take me. We went a lot of Monday nights because nice. the way the Memphis territory worked, you had uh, Memphis on Monday, you had Louisville part of the week, and then they'd go hit other parts. of I think Nashville is a part of the circuit or whatever. And then they come back to Memphis and do TV on Saturday, then go back to the Coliseum on Monday. So it was a, a lot of fun. I've actually, I got to go into the um, stadium that they used to shoot USWA championship wrestling for a couple of tapings. I got to meet uh, like Brian Christopher uh, and a couple other folks. And my dad actually hosted USWA championship wrestling a couple of times. So it was it's, it's a good nostalgia piece. This was really fun going back and just seeing like the, those crowds you get at the Mid South Coliseum.
0: Mm-hmm. Still standing too. Efforts to uh, preserve the arena right now going on in Memphis, isn't there?
2: Yeah, there is. They had. I thought they they almost um, had something up. They're going to turn it, part of it at least, into a brewery, which would have been great because um, the Liberty Bowl Stadium is right there, so you could go to this brewery, get a few beers before at Memphis Tigers game and then i think there's also going to have some shopping into it but i think all that fell through so there is folks out there still trying to save the coliseum it'd be a great spot for a pro wrestling hall of fame
0: oh yeah absolutely yeah that is a legendary arena uh yeah wrestling wise of course with the memphis territory a lot of famous concerts happen there i think the beatles played there on their first u.s tour uh elvis had some legendary shows there the hometown hero so uh yeah i think it'd be a shame if that if the mid-south coliseum got torn down so hopefully they can preserve it and do something good with the building but uh, that's a great recommendation
2: yeah man it's a a good 30 minute match too or at least the clip is the match isn't that long but there's a lot of extracurricular activities and and like paul Heyman with the mullet will always be funny to me as well (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i pulled it up here on youtube uh the video is 31 minutes and 56 seconds Pretty readily available. Check it out on YouTube. Just type in Jerry Lawler, Austin Idol, hair match. You'll find it. April 27th, 1987. Justin, you ever seen this match? I have not. Well, I know what I'm going to be watching when I edit this show tonight. Yeah,
1: I'm, might have to <laughs> Jerry, check that out.
0: I, the Jerry Lawler we got in
2: Memphis was so much better than the Jerry Lawler that we got on in WWE, the, the Slur the 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 perv sleazeball character. Yeah. It's just the the lawler we had was so much better than the lawler everyone got.
0: I think I had this match on a VHS tape back in my tape trading day. I'm pretty sure I've seen it, but it's been a long time, so I'm gonna rewatch it for sure. But uh, I think you, I think you succeeded, Derek. I think uh, yeah. I think Kyle will be happy with your choice here.
2: Hopefully he loves me with all his heart and
0: soul. <laughs> I'll ask him next week. I'll ask him next week what he thought about this one. But uh, I think I think Kyle's probably about eight or nine beers in at the Tool concert right now. So. Uh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'll text I'll text him tomorrow and let him know about your choice and uh, see what he says Cause I, I think if I text him right now all I'm going to get back is the World Wrestling Federation is garbage so uh, his... no 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 stinks yeah stinks he's he's very uh, he's very anti WWE right now and I mean uh, it's,
2: yeah. it's so hard not to be I, I, I really you know it used to be I'd watch raw, at least Raw every week and I can't find the energy to do it anymore
0: yeah Agreed. I covered Raw this week for comic book and I usually don't watch it live. I always watch it on D V R. So it was it was kind of a slug to watch it live and, and cover the show. It's it's oh, I tough imagine. Yeah, with so much wrestling out there, like Raw's definitely at the bottom of my list. So yeah. Anyways. Uh fun show. Derek, always a pleasure to have you on. Like I said at the top of the show, you are one of our strongest supporters. You're always getting the word out on Top Rope Nation. I know all of us really appreciate that, and uh, we'll have to have you on again. It's been a while, but you've been on many, many times, and every time you're on, fit right in. I think uh, you're almost like our unofficial fourth co-host of the (laughs) show. Well, I do appreciate that.
2: Um, I don't think I've been on since since WrestleMania last year, and I just want to let you guys know that I think that Friday we hung out was so much fun of uh, just watching a couple wrestling shows, going to a brewery, drinking a few beers, eating some crawfish, getting a grilled cheese sandwich at some place. You know, I, I want to let you guys know I really enjoyed that day we had together.
1: Hope I'm we actually, do again. I'm ashamed of how often I think of that day.
2: <laughs> You're ashamed?
1: <laughs> it's it's a lot, man. <laughs> I love that day.
2: That you know, we got to not only do we get to see some great it was just great to hang out with you guys and sit around with my cousin my one of my best friends and and just have a great day it was just so much fun that weekend was exhausting because we went to um the next day we went to access um at like eight in the morning after going to that last uh mercury rising show and then we went to ring of honor from there i mean by the time sunday got around i was exhausted yeah
0: there's no reason we can't do this again, guys. I think we're we're going to have mean, to set it up. It's going to happen again, but I, I agree, Justin. I think about that weekend almost every single day, <laughs> literally. <laughs> it was so much fun. So we're hey, going to have to do it again.
2: WrestleMania is going to be in Tampa next year, and that would be awfully fun.
0: Yeah, I've been considering it. I haven't made a decision on it yet, but um, I'd also like to get Derek up here to Iowa to go to the uh, Tragos Thez yes. Hall of Fame some summer, too.
2: Yeah, I think that would be fun. Um That'd be some really fun. I'd like to go. You know, I, I can put on a shirt and tie and look pretty presentable. I won't show up wearing an Ethan Page T-shirt or anything. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, you, even if you wore the Ethan Page shirt, I'll tell you, if there's people there you would be dressed better than. So, <laughs> I think you'll be now, fine. Well,
2: if I'm going to go somewhere out in public, I'm going to throw on my Matt Riddle shirt because that's that's classy. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> if,
0: you, if you guys want a Top Rope Nation shirt. Throw that out there. Derek's got one of them. Uh, actually, yes, Derek, sir. you may have more than one. I don't know. But I know you have at least one of them. Head I've us up. Got at-
2: the I've got the Top Rope Nation shaped as the USA. That's sure. right.
0: You got the black and red one, right?
2: Yes, I am. NWO black and red, baby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you at the Wolfpack Top Rope Nation shirt, it's available over at ProWrestlingTees.com <laughs> slash Top Rope Nation. We've got the store there. We also have a store at Spreadshirt where you can get beer mugs with our logo on it. We've got coffee mugs. We've got other t-shirt designs over there as well. You can find all the links over at TopRopeNation.com. And as I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, all the podcasting services, subscribe, review. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Justin, great to have you back on the podcast, too. i got to say this week after a couple weeks off, good to have you. Yeah,
1: good to be back.
0: All right. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoy AEW Full Gear this weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good week. Fuck Jim Cornette. Peace.